Yo, what's happening? It's Vince McMahon. This is Chad G. Slim Villain. Together, we form the three-man group known as the Fabulous Three Bros. And this is... Subject to change. It's the show where we bring you all the high spots, the low blows, and everything else in between the ropes of professional wrestling. So stay tuned, and let's get it popping off. And if they're smart, they'll listen. What's good, everybody? Welcome to episode number nine of Subject to Change, another pro wrestling podcast for your consumer needs. I'm your host, Vince McMahons, being joined by the two, three, uh, fuck that up, the other two thirds of the fabulous three bros. I think it's like two, three mafia or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> two, mafia. Yeah, you heard the voice. That's my boy, Chad G. What's good, What's, Chad? It's good. It's good. It's good, people. And on the other side of the mic, we got my boy, the slim villain, aka Mr. Dylan. Yo, what's what's up? What's popping? What's happening, y'all? Look, what's man, happening? I'm feeling good this week. Last week we recorded this episode early as shit on a Saturday, trying to work, trying to work out our times. Um, recording again early on this Saturday, but this is a better, much better time for me. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little more energized, you know. A few hours, few hours later. Get into the flow with it, you know. We we got to wake up coming off of a pretty a pretty dope SmackDown, as expected. We get a pretty good episode each week. But look, not only do we have a main event last night for the Universal Title, where we saw Roman Reigns defend his championship against Daniel Bryan, with the stakes being that if Daniel were to lose, he gets banned from SmackDown for good. And of course, what happens? The tribal chief prevails, <laughs> sends that white man home packing to his <laughs> wife and his two kids. And not only did we get that, but we also got this message from our tribal chief this morning. This morning, I'm talking oh, this morning. I'm I talking mean, like uh, less than an hour ago from our tribal chief. Oh, this Let's listen to it right here. Exclusive. Already putting in the work. Just a few hours removed, Saturday morning. Last night I achieved greatness once again. As I'm hitting this cardio, I'm sitting here thinking, the whole world should be thanking me. Daniel Bryan, you should be thanking me, bro. Mm. For two different reasons. What? What's them reasons? Breathing on heart. This is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> He's on the treadmill, if you didn't know. Yeah, I'm just seeing the audio, so this is uncomfortable. Driving us forward. <laughs> I'm taking care of the future, getting rid of the old. Mm. I gave you what you wanted. Oh. You made it clear. You was looking for that new door. What better way to go through the new one when the old one hits you right in the ass? And that's what I did. I closed this door on you, so. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I ain't gonna let the whole thing play, man. But look, oh wow! All praise to the to the God, man. Roman Reigns is doing God's work in this damn ring. Sent Daniel Bryan home packing. Didn't even let didn't even let twenty four hours go by before making a statement to the people. You know what I mean? Look, 
Austin Cardio in the morning, right after too. After yeah. a 30-minute match. Maybe it's smack. Roman Reigns continues to be the reason why I tune into this, like to wrestling each week. Yeah, WWE besides this show, you know. Besides the show, you know, oftentimes I'll turn on Raw and I'll be like, I wouldn't be watching this shit if it wasn't for this podcast we got. But SmackDown, Roman Reigns territory, give it to me anytime, any place, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Roman's gonna deliver, man. He's uh he's putting on main event performances. And honestly, in that match last night, they had me convinced that Daniel had a chance. Like, what, what were y'all thoughts as y'all were like watching things play out? I was not convinced in the least bit mm-hmm. ever. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm dealing on this, but I can still appreciate how great of a match it was. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate the suspense, but I was yeah. never convinced. That yeah, yeah, I, I, I was. I will say that too. Like, I wasn't convinced Daniel would win, but they did give it to me in a way where I'm like, okay, I could see him. Like, I'm actually like engaged in this. Like, he could actually, you know, mount a little comeback. You know, they they give Daniel these comeback stories anytime, any place. So it's like. It's like when you watch a superhero movie, you you know the superhero is gonna win at the end for most movies. But, he's but like, but in the battle, you 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 still convince yourself like, oh, they, they might lose. Like if, if it's good enough, do they like suck you? Mm-hmm. Enough? I feel like that's so. Is Roman the hero? Is Roman our hero? No, no, he's no. our hero. <laughs> but 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 like, just like in a general sense, just like you, like they can convince you just by like the quality of mm-hmm. the performances. Yeah, I feel you. So, what are your thoughts on the idea that Daniel Bryan is now banned from SmackDown? Do y'all think they're gonna follow through with this, or do you see this coming back? Probably, like you know, they do that thing where they say this storyline is over, but we're probably gonna run it back one more time. Because, I mean, honestly, I thought it was over, but Roman cutting that promo on Twitter makes me somewhat partially believe they they might run it back again. But I wouldn't want them to do that. I think. Mm-hmm. Whatever is going on with Daniel, maybe he'll take some time off right now or something, but or maybe he'll go to a different show. Either way, I guess they need to take him away from Roman and focus on Cesaro, right? I think I think he'll take the summer off, like no matter what. I don't think he'll pop up in like NXT or Raw for like, the entire summer. His contract's up in September too. So you might this, this might be the last appearance you see of Daniel Bryan and then maybe nah, if he doesn't I can't sign that. I don't believe that. If he doesn't resign, but I think I think at the least, like that we won't see him until the fall this year. I think I think I think he'll be out for a while, and then like come back on like Raw NXT or something. Mm-hmm. So tell me this: What was your reaction when y'all were waiting for Roman to pop out, and Daniel standing in the ring, waiting to see the Tribal Chief come out, and when the music dropped? You didn't hear our normal don't know, bono, but what you heard was. I was like, give me your thoughts, man, please. I was like, ew, this kind of sounds funky. And then, <laughs> and then it came playing, and I was like, oh, okay, I, I can get used to this. Yeah. That's okay. how I felt too. That's how I felt too. I was like, 
Oh, yeah, so yeah, we pretty much all felt the same way. Once, I mean, once those pianos kicked in, I was like, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling this now. I'm feeling this now. I texted y'all. I was watching a little bit late, probably like 30, 20 minutes behind. I said, this new Roman song is Trizzy Trash. That was my first reaction because that was my first time hearing it. First time seeing him come out. I just thought, you know, from what the song was, it is what it is. But I just felt like it didn't really fit the character of Roman to me a little bit. I think but, it kind of did. Oh, but yeah, go, I, yeah. I was going to say, I think it kind of does now. Like, I, I heard it probably two more times after that. I had to run it back. I said, let me see some replays or something. So I saw people saying, yo, that shit is fire. I was like, yo, I ain't seeing it. I don't know. Maybe I just need to get used to it, but I ran it back. I like the song. I'm still not fully convinced it's perfect for Roman, but we here. I, I like it. It sounds cool. it sounds epic to me. Like it, it, has, it has like an epic feel to it. I think that's now, what why it fits I would have liked to see event. is in combination with this, he came out with a new attire. Now I think that'll really bring the full package together. Because for me, when I hear that song, it reminds me of like royalty or some kind of like top like a top dude who's like very professional i don't know how to explain it but like the piano keys and the like at some point it sounds like you got some medieval instrument in there or some shit i don't know what's going on but i should look like i think i don't know like i don't know if you would want him to just come out like tights not underwear tights but like sort of what bobby has on but just not not the cargo pants the cargo pants just don't fit what whatever this character is like if you try to make him you know head of the table tribal chief yada yada the king of the whatever, the cargo pants just don't fit with me no more. That 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 was more so that was a shield thing, right? No, that was a you know security guard type shit. Now you something else. You gotta be you gotta present yourself in a different way. I mean, to be fair, John Moxley still dresses like a trucker. That's John Moxley though. That's John Moxley. He hasn't really evolved into a whole different person. Well, John Moxley too is like a street fighter like character, like like. Yeah, this is some guy on the street who at least he took like off that, at least he took off that dirty ass uh tank top. Yeah, he was looking that like I feel like the Dean the last few years of Dean Ambrose character were not good. <laughs> like this his entire look was like was off. He had it on like the gas mask. Oh yeah, that was, <laughs> that was like I like I came back looking really good during that period. Wait, what do you say? I say he came back. Like that last run he did before oh, yeah, he left he the company, he he was looking really good. And that's when yeah. he started wrestling without the shirt. Then, well, yeah. I, I don't know. I think Roman Reigns. Uh, I think his entire fits him. Like it's like the combat boots and like the mm-hmm. the pants. Like I I don't know. Like what? I guess he could have like different style of pants. <laughs> I'll show you what I I'll show you what I customized for him on two K, and I'll see I'll see what you prefer. But the trunks. As far as the future goes for Roman Reigns and the SmackDown title scene, obviously they're going to be going full steam ahead now with Cesaro. I really enjoyed watching Cesaro come through and save Daniel Bryan last night. I think that's where Cesaro's strengths really come through, you know, because last week we talked about, or at least I said that Cesaro was like, was kind of underwhelming for me on the mic. But when he came out, he delivered that first uppercut to Roman oh, on the yeah. outside. That shit was like, Schmitt! 
Bro. Yeah, I was feeling that. Like, yeah, baby like, hey. stars. Like, I was like, yeah, I get them. And I was like, oh, this is what we really want to see. Because them two in the ring together, that's going to be, that's going to be, like, magic right there. Just the fire that he came out with. Like, mm-hmm. and, like, it's believable. Too. Like, that's just, like, 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 inside outside the ring. Like, that's one of his good friends, too. And then Roman's about to, like, hit him with, like, concerto again. So, like, you believe that he'd be, like, coming out, like, all France like that, like, trying to, trying to get to him. And then yeah, when Jay Uso like wrapped them up in the ropes, yeah, wrapped them. They made the him ropes. watch. They made him watch. made him watch him. And the then the Roman said, like, "Oh, that's good." Dave like, did his little twitch on the ground. He said, "Hell." That's like that's some good storytelling right here. It's some good storytelling. Now you know Dan- that was a perfect way to write Daniel out- off for a little bit. So mm-hmm. with that, we kind of touched on it a bit. But like, where do y'all see Daniel going in the future? Is this it? Is this our last time seeing Daniel? In the WWE, is this our last time seeing him for a while? Like, what, what's going on here? We all think – I feel like everyone thinks he's going to NXT, but why should he end up on, like, 205 Live or something? Oh, my God. I, I can't I, – I, could, I couldn't take my heart. <laughs> because even if they're probably on there, I'm not watching that show. I'm not watching 205 Live. What if they do, like, a free agent Daniel Bryan storyline where he just, like, jumps around and goes wherever he wants? Like, I don't know if it will really work out, but you could see him popping up on NXT – Cause you know you want to work with the young dudes. You want to work kinda, with the young guys. I kind of work them to give them freedom. Like maybe they can say like, don't go to like Impact or uh, or AEW. But I kind of want to see them like do that, but give them the freedom to actually like work like independent shows. Like yeah, like that. That'd be like a cool like wrinkle into it. It'd be just like working like independent shows and stuff, like wrestling like random people and stuff on the independents. I think he definitely has an itch for it too. Yeah, I think that would I think that would keep him in WWE too. Like that would satisfy like everything. Like he gets to wrestle like some like outside WWE and like the WWE style, and he gets to stay in WWE. Keeps like keeps his salary basically because <laughs> that's why he's staying. Who do you think are like the top three opponents Daniel Bryan wants to face outside of the WWE? I think Kenny Omega is definitely up there. He's like, there in the top three for him. I say maybe Kota Ibushi too. Oh yeah, Kota Bushi. Both, both guys don't care about the next. Uh, it's see. probably undeniable that he has a love for Ray Phoenix. Oh, mm-hmm. that'd be that'd be that'd be a sick match. Him, Ray Phoenix. I, I want to see him Pentagon. Oh, so we want to see we want to see him. There's, in AW. there's so many matches. Oh, it, sounds like. that, it sounds like we want to see him in AEW. I think he would do amazing in AEW. Yeah, it, but I, I understand why he doesn't leave WWE though, because like. Yeah, so yeah, so much money. I mean, in the Bella Twins, like brand. His family is basically locked in with that company, just like. But also, family is you know, Triple H. He like he's roped into that kind of like family group now. I would say. But at this point, are are the Bella Twins too? Are they bigger than WWE? Like as a brand, like I would say they they retired for like I don't know about retired for a few years. So like they kind of been like distance from like WWE. Definitely have their their own like thing so it might be at a point where he could be like well like their brand is strong enough on its own they have their own strong solid fan base but i don't think it's to say it's comparable to wwe probably not but it's definitely solid enough to keep themselves afloat if that's what you're saying yeah like they don't need like WWE's like branding anymore yeah to help them like they had like build up like their own brand like people know who they are already Wherever Daniel goes, I hope he doesn't stay locked in somewhere for too long because I do want to see him eventually return and retire in WWE, which I think is probably his plan. He said that he wants to wrestle until he's 70. 
Oh, he's I saw interviews. Like he's he tripping. wants to, like he doesn't want, like he doesn't want to go full time, but like he wants to still be like having matches and stuff. He, he just loves wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I was just Rick about to Flair. say that. Imagine he has like this Ric Flair type of run in like twenty years. I was gonna say he's taking care of his body more than Ric Flair, but Ric Flair did not retire at any point in his career. So yeah, well, he did, but yeah, oh, we see Daniel Bryan pop up in AEW. I'm not gonna lie, that's gonna excite me. I think AEW. No, I would. I was about to say they could use like some not out like outsiders coming in, but they they do that kind of too much already. I still feel like they need like a little bit more legitimacy to their roster. Do they? Do, uh, do they do that too much? Like I mean, who they had? They had they, like they Sting, I, ideally, like hypothetically, it sounds like they do. But what I'm saying is they need more main roster, like publicly recognized performers. Not like Christian. Christian is somebody who was huge in the '90s and like the early 2000s. But as far as mainstream appeal relevancy now, they don't have anybody. That really takes the cake like that, like Daniel Bryan. You know what I mean? They don't have no Samoa Joes. They don't have Andrade. Guys like Andrade. that. Guys like Andrade's that. on that. <laughs> oh no, 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 yeah, no, no. In, I don't mean like US. that. Yeah, Andrade. Andrade. I consider him like a different echelon because where he's like, he's very popular with wrestling fans, and he's arguably one of the best in the world. So, okay, speaking of Andrade. Yeah. Why well, what do you think? Why is he wrestling like a Dorio? Yes, Dorio. Like. <laughs> His first move was to wrestle Fernando Rio. So he was, on crack. He I was do. on crack. He was on crack. He was on crack. That's hilarious. So I did actually, Andrade actually has been booking some dates. That was the first date he announced, but it won't be his first match coming back. He's actually going to be performing in um, his Me- a Mexican promotion. I think it's Faction, I think it's called. And he's going to be, I think, in like a six-man tag match. So... Shout out to Andrade again back in the scene, baby. He ain't waste no time. He doesn't he, have he, a. Uh, he lost my enthusiasm. Yeah, with really? that that the real match he has. Yeah. I was like, why are you? Like, hey, look, we about to. I think we about to have plenty of uh, plenty of Andrade. So it's whatever. Put put him in the ring with anybody. I mean, right now, he's kind of going through what we predicted was going to happen. He's going to be teaming up with uh, Los Ingobernables uh, teammates Rush and Bestia del Ring, and a mystery partner. To wrestle ROH stars Matt Taven, PJ Black, and two mystery partners. So he's he's running the scene in uh, ROH right now. He's gonna be at, working with them a little bit. I just hope he doesn't book a match with Joey Ryan. That's, that's the only. Does Joey Ryan even <laughs> wrestle anymore? Or that nigga's fucking. He, he keeps trying to sneak his way back in to, to wrestle. Like, nah, <laughs> he comes in with disguises. Some some like when that Randy, promoter. Is that episode gonna book him. <laughs> when Randy Orton was disgusted as janitor. Oh yeah, yeah, it's just gonna be. Ryan. He's gonna, he's gonna. I bet you some scumbag promoter in the next few years is gonna book him on a show because you know, wrestling's filled with some like the scummiest people, especially on like the independents. So, you know, somebody's gonna do that. They would do it just for like clout or like just for like shock value. Yeah, the headlines, even though that would kill your promotion, I think, like beyond (laughs) that show that you had. Now, in connection to this conversation about Andrade working with like outside promotions and um outside the WWE. I, I think it's interesting just the time period that we're in with wrestling. That is so much like interaction going on outside the ring between these companies. Like we see a couple it's like NJPW stars going over to Impact. We got, you know, 
uh, AEW people going to Impact and vice versa, like not vice versa really. But I just think it's cool, like how these companies are all coming together to mingle, and it just like leads me to like question, you know, like what what this is going to lead to eventually, like in the world of wrestling. Like, is are we going to see all of these guys like eventually come together to form like a super alliance against the WWE, or do y'all think there's no way that could possibly? <laughs> no, there's no way they're gonna do that. Yeah, I know they're like in the kitchen there <laughs> to, 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 to form one super company. Like, like all of them not are like to form a play. company, but just to have a working relationship with each other to where it's kind of fluid and you can trade pieces here and there, have things moving around. Now that I could see happening too, especially once, especially as like the world's opening back up more and more, like like uh, post COVID. Like, I think I think we could see like that happening more like people like from NJPW going to AEW mm-hmm. and like impact are they work yeah i guess they are working with impact too because they have fin juice yep as the tag team champions at impact so yeah i think we could see like more partnerships like that and i just Jay- read an article they have somebody else going over there i'm gonna have to pull up the um oh yeah el phantasmo yeah yeah, 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 yeah. there you go mm-hmm. jay white i, I want to see jay white in AEW. Jay White versus Kenny Omega. I want to see. I just want to see Jay White on television. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I think but, he lives in Florida too. Like I think he's like he lives based in Florida. In, yeah. So oh, I think he's going to NXT. Stop playing with me. Would you, I don't know. Would you want to see playing. Jay White in NXT or AEW? I can only see him. AEW. I feel like he he could utilize he, his full abilities in, in AEW could. more he than could. NXT. I want to see him go to AEW first and then go to NXT. He's still very young. Yeah, he is. He's like but, in the 20s, isn't he? Yeah. The thing with Jay White is, if he goes to AEW, I think it's a very, it's like a medium level ceiling there. I mean, he can win. I think he's a main title. player. Like, he, yeah, he's like a world, yeah, he could be a multi-time world champ there. But apart from that, he could go, if he were to go and get brought up through NXT, that whole system, get moved to the main roster and do that. I think he has the potential to be like a main event talent, Seth Rollins type level. In WWE, he's bigger than Adam Cole too. Like, yeah, like he's he's, he's like better than Adam he's better Cole. than Adam. He's better than Adam Cole. That's oh, he's better than Adam Cole. He's better than. Oh, that was a bold claim. I don't think so. I don't think it's that bold. You think Adam Cole's better than Jay White? I I don't know if I don't know if I can like definitively say that he's better than Adam Cole because Adam Cole has been like one of the best in the world. Well, I guess yeah. so is Jay White. And, yeah, he has been cooking in WWE. But think about that Japan style and how Jay White has run that table. That is true. No. Oh, interesting topic. But yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned it briefly. This is a probably one of the bigger stories that happened this or last week on Sunday. When we talk about the independence scene, the world was shaken up, supposedly, by the results of Impact's Rebellion pay-per-view, the main event. We saw title for title, AEW world champion Kenny Omega face off against Impact world champion Rich Swan. It's Mar Ronaldo on the call. Mar Ronaldo on the call, making all kinds of hip hop and pop culture <laughs> references that you didn't ask for. <laughs> and what did we see? We saw it was an okay match. That was cool. Okay. 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 Yeah. Did you think it was great? I thought I thought it was really good. Yeah. I they had a really good match. I thought Rich Swan didn't get enough offense in at all, but. But hey, that's just a Kenny Omega match for me. Kenny Omega, the results were, I don't think anyone predicted this would happen. 
Kenny Omega came out with both titles. He is now the unified Impact AEW champ, whatever fuck you want to call it. And AAA Mega champion. Um, what are y'all thoughts generally on the idea of Kenny Omega being this belt collector and basically bridging the gaps between all these companies going through the forbidden doors and you know being this almighty superpower in the wrestling industry does it work um i think like we got to see like the payoff of this because yeah. like with impact like I, he's got to appear in shit like most of the shows i think now like mm-hmm. for this to like be because i think because you saw like they popped like a, a a really good like pay-per-view fire rate yeah, that, I was gonna talk then, about that too. They, they so so, so that didn't work out. So mm-hmm. that so so it already has worked out. Like it, we show like we, we have seen like what that impact impact has gone out of like this partnership. Like we got like a really high pay per view buy rate. Mm-hmm. So I think like Kenny and Megan needs to be on the, like most of the shows as like champion. But I think they need to like eventually build up to like somebody like Chris Bay like taking the title off mm-hmm. of Kenny Omega. Like and then like you crown like your next like face of impact like that way. Like, whenever he loses, like, all the titles. Yeah, that's what I wanted to get into next. But first, Dylan, does Kenny Omega move the needle for you at all? Because I know, like we say on here, you're kind of, like, our non, like, super AEW fan who doesn't really, like, tune into it as much. But, like, you kind of, you're a good measure stick for, you know, outsider appeal to these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what's your, what are your thoughts on just Kenny Omega taking all the gold? Like, does this intrigue you a little bit to maybe want to tune into Kenny Omega or do you think that it's kind of just coming out of Uh-oh. Uh, I mean, it's intriguing. Like, I know he's a good, he's a good wrestler and everything, but stuff like that, kind of like how Chad mentioned before, it only works, like, when there's a payoff. So all this kind of just, like, leads to him. Like, say all this, like, leads to him losing it in a triple third match and he doesn't really, like, lose it. And it's kind of just like, uh all right, so he is a belt collector, but like nobody went over. Nobody really went over. Then I'll kind of be like disappointed. So yeah, that, I feel that, like that, this storyline to actually make him like more of a like a bigger star. Mm-hmm. Trying to make him solidify him as being that draw. I just yeah. want Kenny Omega too to stop coming. Like I understand, like that's just like his personality, but I want him to like tone down like some of the goofiness, the dorkiness, like, right? That's yeah. my main problem with him. Like, just I tone can't... down some of it. Like, you don't have to eliminate all of it, but just like you're at like a twenty, like right now with like with like the zaniness. Like, like, bring it down dorky. to like a ten at least. I get, like, I get his down. character. His character's supposed to be like obnoxious guy who thinks he's cooler than what he really is, mm-hmm. but it's so obnoxious to a point where it's like you're actually just a fucking dweeb. Like, I don't even. Want yeah, to that's what he's saying. Like, like word. Yeah. <laughs> Like every time I look at him, I just think dweeb. Yeah, it's, it's not like believable. It's like the young bucks too. Like the young bucks had that. It, like I understand. Like like I, I I know what character they're going for. Like people be like, oh, that's what they're supposed to be going for. I understand. It just doesn't work for me. Like who the young bucks or Kenny? Like both of them. Like both their character. Like, young bucks trying to be Shawn Michaels. I, I like Kenny Omega a lot more in the ring though than the young bucks. Yeah. Like I'm not a fan of the young bucks style really at mm-hmm. all. But like I'm a like I'm a big fan of Kenny Omega style in the ring. But, but yeah, I, the, the character is like, I, I don't know, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. And then his fans, the, they're so foolish. Like the diehard fans who are just so sucked in by anything that the elite do or Kenny Omega. 
I'm pretty sure they actually think Kenny Omega is like cool. <laughs> and they don't, it's like going over their heads the fact that he's trying to be cool too much and he's actually not a cool guy. I and think they like, legitimately like, think he looks like he has so much drip. They should have never taught them drip. They should have never <laughs> taught them drip. They ruined it. Oh my god. Another 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 word ruined. <laughs> I can see Mara and I'll, it's Kenny Drip. Oh my god. Oh no. Oh no. How do you feel about Mara as an announcer? I used to fuck with him heavy. No, I don't. I think like he got like he, he became a parody of himself at some out. point. Now the thing with Mara was <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Did they used to only have him for takeovers at a certain point? I think so. Like he, he and then he, like, and then when they went live, he was official for like weekly. Or no, when they did recorded shows, he was still weekly. Oh yeah, I he think. Was. But that was different because it was recorded. It wasn't live. Once they moved to live, was he there the first few uh, weeks or so? I'm trying to remember if he was there for like a little bit. I think he was for yeah. a little bit. But as soon as he like they started having him weekly, I, I started to get a little burnt out. Like he always had the energy perfect for the takeover crowds and mm-hmm. NXT crowds. But hearing him weekly just try to force all these references and Mama Mia, my God, my God Almighty. So like I can't do it. I fuck with you tomorrow, but at the same time, it's like, yo, calm down a little bit, all right? I think he just became like a parody of himself, like as you said before. Like, yeah, they became a broken record. It's just like he was—he was just like playing the hits, basically, like scream pop culture reference. Like I think, like you said, he got burnt out <laughs> from doing it, and he's just kind of like on autopilot yep. at a certain point. Oh well, um, Pat McAfee guess, though. Pat McAfee—he's he doing pretty damn good job. Like you compare to Adnan Burke, like. Yeah, I think that's the difference between somebody that's like came in as a fan, and then somebody who wasn't. Because like Adnan Burke, like mm-hmm. he's been like like in baseball, like he's a good announcer. He's a good baseball announcer, but like mm-hmm. wrestling is a whole different like game. Yeah, especially if you don't if you're not familiar with like the product basically, or any like the wrestlers or the moves. Like you're gonna be you're gonna be like falling behind real quick. Now, granted, it is a lot easier to do color commentary than it is to do play-by-play. Well, I also feel like Adnan Verk, he's he's kind of uh, crutched by this, like, training we've had to where all the announcers have to sound like Michael Cole. Yeah, it's true. Like, and then I feel like he – I don't know. I, I haven't heard him announce outside of this, so I don't know how he, his style might have changed. But everybody on Raw just sounds so similar. Everybody's just the same. The, the show, see, I, like, that's got to be, I, like, somebody brought this up. I saw somebody bring this up. Is this the worst period of Raw, like, ever in? Ever? Ever and ever? Because it just feels like, like, I feel like there's been points where, like, it's been, like, so bad that, like, it's actually been, like, entertaining, kind of, because like, it's, like, kind of a train wreck. <laughs> but now it's just boring. It's just so boring yeah, and consequential. <laughs> it's definitely up there. I can't think of another period besides like guest host era. Two thousand ten, yeah, like two thousand ten, twelve. That weird ass era, like the era before like CM Punk's like pipe bomb. Yeah, like yeah, two thousand nine, ten, or whatever. <laughs> like it's just so boring now. Like there's, there's like They're nothing. Sleep. It does. It does. It's like a nightclub. Basically. You mean you guys don't tell you tell me you guys don't fuck with RK, bro? Oh my god. No comment. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, let's uh 
let's throw our entire tag division to the side so we can just create another yeah, AJ, tag team oh, with two random guys. AJ and almost haven't even been on the team. Like, when did we COVID? <laughs> like, yeah. they haven't been on. I wouldn't be surprised. For like if, this is what we get. Randy and Matt Riddle, RK Bro, going to challenge AJ and Omo. They're going to win the titles. Randy's going to trade on Matt Riddle. They're going to have a match with SummerSlam. There you go. That's probably going to happen. I, yeah. I want AJ and Omo to be a tag team, though, for a while. Like, they have good chemistry. We haven't seen them, have we? No, we had. I wish, like, you need to, like, I wish to get this happen, like, send in, like, a promo or something, like, like, just from his phone or something. Mm-hmm. Just to, like, get him on the show. But yeah, I I don't want to spend time on Raw because it's not it's nothing there really. I, I don't even I can't tell you. I don't even I know what the main event that. was. I can't tell you. Oh, Braun Strowman. Braun versus Braun Drew. Strowman. That's the, oh yeah, that's the oh, WrestleMania oh let's talk backlash. about that. Let's talk about that because I'm actually excited for that. Um, WrestleMania backlash. Uh, it's gonna be Braun versus Drew versus Bobby Triple Threat for the title. That match should be pretty fire. I mean, yeah, three big hosses coming in there, and Jim Ross. Oh man, I'll tell you what, that's three. We got three big old, big old mighty behemoths in the middle Yo, of the ring right here. I bet we're gonna we're gonna spear through a barricade spot during that match. <laughs> we're gonna get a spear through the barricade. Bobby, or, Bobby gonna spear Drew. I mean, Bobby gonna spear Braun through the barricade. Yeah, um, now I, want, I want Bobby to make Braun tap out. Oh mm. yeah, mm. choke out. him out, choke out. Oh, if he locking the hurt lock on Braun, Braun might be the first person to break it. They might book him to do that. He's going to stack him. Whatever we're going to for WrestleMania. I'm going to smash him. I'm going to stack him. And I'm going to pin him. Double hurt lock on Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. How the fuck? I don't know if that's possible. He got one arm <laughs> locked. With one, right? They're both too big for that one. to happen. <laughs> They're both too big. Like 6'5", Drew McIntyre. Like 7 foot tall Braun. Yeah. What else, is, what else is announced for WrestleMania Blackass? <laughs> uh, WrestleMania Blackass. <laughs> um, I'm just looking. Yeah, I'm just card trying to get a little up. Oh, yeah. B- Bailey and uh, Bianca Belair. Bailey and Bianca should be dope. I, w- I wish they, like, gave them more time, though. Like, they really treat the women like shit, like, story-wise. She's like... Yeah. She, why did she have to be around like the street profits like every week now? Yeah, like we, we understand, like that's her husband, but like she's like her own character, <laughs> person. Like she doesn't need like Montez Ford and Angel Dawkins there. What happened with her week? last night? Well, she had like, like no. they had the no, six she came out, she opened the card, day. right? Yeah, and she like cut a promo for like two seconds before like uh Bobby Roode and uh Dolph Ziggler came out to interrupt her, and then they had like their six person tag match with like it was like bailey and uh and the dirty dogs versus the fucking uh, bianca belair the street yeah. profits <laughs> so we'll probably be getting um looking ahead to uh back backlash probably getting roma versus our probably be getting street profits versus dirty dogs it's like the third time we've had this match too probably <laughs> this article on cbs says we'll probably get a uh, I see title rematch between Apollo and Big E. Do y'all think oh my god, that's like the fifteenth time we've had yeah, this I don't, match. I don't agree with that. I think maybe Kevin Owens might get slotted in there. I think, yeah, a fatal four way. I want make that make that a fatal four way. Between who? KO, Sammy, and Apollo and Big E. Yeah, I think that'll be fire. They have a fatal four. What were you saying, Dover? No, I was say I forgot Sammy Zayn had, had popped up. Yeah, yeah Sa- I was wondering too. The fourth Sammy Zayn, like 
I love his character now. Like, like when mm-hmm. he's like when he's like holding up like uh, Commander Aziz and like Apollo's like arms, and then they just like looked at him. And he just like mm-hmm. spikes him. He was looking at that title for mighty long. So I was like, "What are you doing?" I think they are teasing some kind of like fatal four way or something. So, hey man, looking bright on the SmackDown side of things as always. That was a fluid like show. Like I just yeah. I thought that during like that that ice title because like you mixed because two stories. Like how much fluidly into that? that how match. much do y'all think Raw will be fixed if they just deleted one hour? I think I don't know because I feel like the storytelling is just terrible like throughout all yeah, the hours. Yeah, but is that is that because they have to fill up so much time with just random bullshit that we just get tired out? Like I feel like if they just had two hours to focus in on, to run through, get in these storylines real quick and these few matches, and we out. That's that's how SmackDown works. SmackDown I mean, works that way. Raw yeah. is just filler. Yeah, I don't even know how you would fix Raw. Raw is just like so, like lifeless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that feels like a drag. It feels like there's such not, a drag. There's not one good story on Raw. Like that's the that's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, like if if they had like some good stories, but like, uh, but it like it felt flat. Like they only had a little bit. They had to stretch some stuff out. I'd be like, oh yeah, like two hours. You take an hour off, it'd be fine. But like they have no good stories. So I'm like, I don't know if even like taking an hour off would like fix it. It's never. It definitely will help. It's never a period where both of the shows are good at the same time. I feel like I feel like it's SmackDown is always like good. Yeah, it's always <laughs> like SmackDown will get like a rare bump, but then like I remember when SmackDown first moved to Fox, it was kind of slow for them and Raw yeah. was cooking. And it's always like one or the other. But usually yeah SmackDown is the one on top. So I mean we, we can skip on out of the WWE sec- side of things because like I said, yo, we gotta it's a lot of things moving in the world of wrestling outside of WWE. One one of the main things I guess this isn't so much outside anymore because I'm going to talk about the announcement we got yesterday, but it was announced earlier in the week that MLW signed a TV deal with Vice. So they're going to be popping up on that channel. That's also the channel where you can find uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Obviously, somebody at Vice loves wrestling. They're a huge fan, so I think this is great. As far as MLW is concerned, this is obviously obviously probably the best picture for them. I've been, tell- I've been trying to tell you about MLW. They got some bangers there. They got uh, Jacob Fatu there. My guy, um, what's that dude? Hammerstone, uh, Leo Rush running around there. They got a few impact stars. I fuck with MLW. If you're not catching that every week, you can watch it on your own time. Comes on YouTube for free, free ninety nine. Um, yeah, man, it's a dude there named Calvin Tankman. I fuck with. They got they got some studs there, man. It it, it gives me some. It get it definitely gives you like old ECW feels mixed with uh sort of early days Ring of Honor. It's something. It's something to something to value and keep an eye on yeah they, they got some good good dudes there they got jacob fatu uh byron reed yeah byron reed leo rush who's that who's that one guy um he got around to J- uh, mjf i think they're in a tag team the uh, caribbean like dude richard, richard holiday or he's like he's like a, he's like a rich guy character yeah he has a caribbean championship or oh like, yeah is that yeah is that yeah yeah i know you're talking about i think his name i think you might be right richard holiday or something like that but not only did we get that news for MLW, but we also heard yesterday the rumors are true. Triple H announced that the WWE will be officially partnering with MLW and establishing a working relationship with them. I'm not sure what this really entails. I don't think this means that they're necessarily buying the company, but I think it's going to be a similar relationship to what they had with Evolve, even though they bought Evolve. Um, 
to where they kind of like got... floating. They're the new evolved, basically. They're the new evolved. Gotta be, uh, That's how you can look at it. You gotta be careful whenever WWE partners with you, because uh, a lot of times that partnership it becomes very one sided. Very <laughs> like, quickly. Oh, no, we don't want to take you. Oh, company. we're not gonna. We we're not gonna wanna. take over the company. We we're don't want to take just looking around. We just want to help you out a little bit. Feature some NXT <laughs> talent. We take Jacob Fat too a little like, bit. Like, well, yeah. Why is everybody going to NXT van? Like, what? Like, what? What? what where are you going? Where are you going? Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back on Tuesday. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, not Tuesday. We on Tuesdays now. I see you on Thursday. It's okay. But. I mean, does this news excite y'all with the just seeing the fact that they'll be able to work with MLW, give them some shine? Or are y'all afraid that this might hurt MLW? I don't think it'll hurt MLW unless they get bought out yeah. <laughs> by partnering with them. I think they'll get exposure from it. That that never hurts. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that with this new TV deal and hopefully they get some money from the E, they can like boost up their overall scenery on the show just like the production value because the the only i'll, I'll say it's a good side of the, and the downside to it because it's kind of under, underwhelming compared to other wrestling companies just like their presentation value but it also adds to that feel of just like an underground indie scene you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i hope they spoof it up just a little bit maybe make it look like nxt um back at full sale but but yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see. So WWE has a lot of moving parts right now. We know they're coming out with that Evolve show. We're still waiting to see what that's going to look like. And now they just keep going on this tear where they need to acquire more and more and more. So I hope they have like an, an invasion, invasion angle. Wow, invasion. I love a good invasion angle. That would be dope. Yeah. I feel like no one really does it right. Or no one really does it in an interesting way. It's just like, oh, or if we're going to face you all. It's like, uh, that's yeah. it. I want them to like take over the show and shit, and, like beat up announcers. They gotta <laughs> NXT take over main roster or like under no, underground no. NXT takes over, over NXT. Yeah, that's, okay. that's I think that's more doable. Definitely more doable. Well, yeah, man. Um, that's pretty much everything I got outside the ring. Uh, is there anything else y'all wanted to touch on before we head on out of here? Oh. I do have one more stuff, one more thing we can talk about. We didn't talk about two more things actually. Um, real quick, Jason Jordan got promoted. Shout out to him. Shout out. Um, Kurt Angle's son, nepotism strikes again. Yep. <laughs> did that happen last week or did that happen? I think I announced two days ago. But didn't we talk about Jason Jordan last week? I think we were talking about it for for something, huh. something else. That's weird. Well, anyway, I, he got he got promoted. Don't wanna we don't need to spend too much time on it, but I thought it was cool. It'll be I guess it'll be interesting to see how the product might translate under his like eye. He's like executive producer now or something, right? Yeah, I think so. Hopefully the matches. Yeah, the matches might matches might be a little different. Who who was originally in that position, do you know? John Lorenzis. Yeah, I think it was John Laurinaitis. Oh. And now he's like He's doing like just talent relations again, head talent relations. I can't handle this job much anymore. Oh man, I think, I think just your time, JJ. Did he did he job or nice and, and Bruce Pritchard to go? I feel like I feel like it's not a coincidence that them getting like more power again has translated to the women like getting less TV time and less like 
and less uh, shine in their storylines and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a coincidence at all that those two coming back into power. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Two, they just, they two of the most notorious uh, Vince McMahon ass kissers back in power. I'm just pulling up. Um, my bad. I'm pulling up the Blood and Guts card because that's the probably the last thing I wanted to get into this week. Yeah. We got uh last week we were talking about the improbable uh likelihood that they will have a single match card. It's not gonna be single match anymore. We got four I think it's, more matches announced. I think it is like like for the live audience. I think that's the only match that's gonna be live. Is that and the other ones are pre-recorded? Yeah, because they can't like because they had to set up like the, yep. the the cage and stuff. And like I think I don't know if it's a double ring or not. Yep, or it says it's, it right. It says it right in this article. It was previously reported this would be a one match show. That is true for the fans in attendance, but not for the fans watching at home. Damn. Due to the logistics of the building, a cage around the double ring at Daly's place. Uh, okay. So, apart from the blood and guts match between the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle, we now have a match that we've all been anticipating eagerly between Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, they've, they've been building up QT Marshall pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Um, he dresses like first, a bowler I, every week. <laughs> yeah, he does dress like a bowler. I want to see, see him get his ass kicked. So, hey, I guess, I guess they're doing their job there. Yeah. Next, we got SEU versus the Desert, ah, sorry, Jurassic Express. Varsity Blondes, the acclaimed. The winner will get a world tag team title shot on May 12th. Um, I guess the Varsity it? Blondes are going to win because – because he's um, Pillman's son and uh, that other dude. And uh, yeah, uh, something. What's his name? Oh man, I'm, I'm flaking on his name. I have no idea. Um, do y'all want to run? Do you want to do predictions for this since it's gonna happen? Um, it's gonna happen on Wednesday. It's not really a pay per view, but I well, I think well, I think we just do the uh, blood guts match. I don't know. Right. Let's, let's just, I think. Uh, what is it like? I think pinnacle. Yeah, it's the pinnacle. So MJF, uh, FTR, which is the rival, uh, Sean Spears versus, oh, and Wardlow versus the inner circles of Chris Jericho, Proud and Powerful, Sammy Guevara, and Jake Hager. Dylan, like, I don't know who the fucking, what the, what, Dex, the Jack, what? Jake Swagger. Dex Jack Swagger. Army, cute, Cash Wheeler, and fucking. It's not like plumbers. Yeah. <laughs> These wrestler names, yo. You got Maxwell, Jacob Freeman, Sean Spears, fucking but they're, they're using Wardlow, a nigga with one name. Wardlow. Wardlow got the best name out of all of them. He does. He sounds, like, he sounds like a wrestler. <laughs> Wardlow, Cash Wheeler, Hardwood. Dax Hardwood. You said what happened to who? Luchasaurus. Oh, he's in there. He's in the... um. He's in the tag match, uh, Jurassic Express. I choose the Pinnacle. Pinnacle. Yeah, I think so too, because the new the new faction got established. Them. Yeah. It's top heels. So mm-hmm. I'm the Pinnacle. I I'm agree. Like, like whoever wins has to be someone's name I recognize, because that's probably and whoever they're pushing the most. I think Jericho's got to take it too. He's got to be the one that they like submit. Damn, I wish they added the stipulation that whoever loses has to disband or something. No, you can't do that. That's stupid. Why not? Because no, I feel like it's even more obvious then that it's going to be like inner circle that disbands. Because <laughs> Pinnacle yeah, literally just formed. <laughs> mm. 
this is tough. I mean, I, w- I kind of want to agree with y'all and say that Pinnacle is going to, like, come out with a win. I mean, they did beat their ass in that backstage segment, too. Yeah, so, so they yeah, got their yeah, heat. Yeah, I'm going to go with Pinnacle. Way. I'm going to yeah. go with Pinnacle. Yeah. Um, we only got two more matches other than that. Britt Baker will have a match unannounced, um, but also we'll see Kenny Omega team with Michael Nakazawa versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Oh, uh, Nakazawa is taking the loss on that. Yeah, let's go, with John, let's go with Johnny and uh, Eddie for that one. But, yeah, that wraps the Blood and Guts card coming up this Wednesday. So... Mm-hmm. Hopefully, y'all will be tuning in. You don't got nothing else to watch on Wednesday, right? Am I right? Yeah, you're right. Snowfall's over. (laughs) So there you go. Again, Snowfall. All right. But all right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to episode nine of Subject to Change. This has been a great week of wrestling as far as um, what we got to talk about outside the ring. But um, yeah, man, you can follow us on Twitter at sub number two change pod. Follow me on Twitter at Vince MCMANZ, Vince McMahon's. Uh, follow follow me. Oh, no, sorry. Follow me at Chad Gelfand. I'm not going to spell it out because <laughs> I have faith in you. I have faith that you that you know how to spell. There you go. Oh, okay. Uh, follow, follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Slim Villain. Yeah, man. Let's get this. Let's get this go. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Keep it locked in. Um, have a good time watching wrestling next week. Who knows what we'll be getting, but try to make a positive. I don't know what I'm talking about. All right, let's get out of here. (laughs) Peace. (laughs)